Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And welcome to the Backstage Show. Thank you for joining us yet again as we kick off 2019. Woo, happy our first year. episode of 2019. Should all the... Qu- enough, enough. <laughs> we can't afford the rights for that? I don't know if it's in the public domain. <laughs> but anyway, for our first episode of 2019, we decided to go into a discussion, and this will probably take a couple episodes, in regards to cast dynamics and chemistry over the course of a production. Whenever you get a bunch of new people together, that's always a concern. And a recipe for disaster. And sometimes it is. <laughs> Hopefully it isn't. Well, I guess there's sort of an element of luck to it in a lot of cases. Yeah, I really think there is. I mean, this all starts at the auditions where you're getting... I, I mean, I, I was about to say you're getting a whole bunch of strangers into a room auditioning for a show, but I, I would say most of the time it's not all strangers. No, it's frequently people either that the director knows or Mm -hmm. people that know each other from, you know, maybe they're not new to that particular theater and they've done shows there before, or have even worked with other people who are also auditioning. Or it could even be people that have brought other people in from other theaters that they've worked at. And that's another possibility. Or then there could also be some complete newcomers. And then there's the decision about whether or not you cast based on like, Oh, I know this person or, and I mean, I think some directors do that more than others where they're like, Oh, I, I'm, I'm more likely to cast because I know them. Or I, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's a kind of a controversial thing. Uh, it kind of is. I think in, there are probably certain situations where all things being equal, if you're, you know, down to two people and one is more, more of a known entity mm-hmm. than yeah, that could I, work in their favor. I mean, as a director, I always say that like, I don't favor people that I know people that I've worked with before, but I mean, if you don't do that to some extent, I think you're lying because, like you said, if it comes down to these two people seem exactly the same, but you know, oh, this person is reliable and they're fun to work with. So how can you not choose a known entity if you think that everything else is equal? It's kind of hard to resist, I think. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I, I try at least not to do it unless all other factors are equal, which they rarely are. But, but taking that a step further, I think somebody being a known entity also plays into their ability to work well with other people. Yeah. Which and I mean, is a big part of what we're talking about, mm-hmm. really. And, and, and you're talking about chemistry between director and actors and also chemistry between actors. So if you've got two actors that know each other, they're they might be more likely to work well together and they and or not. Well, yeah. <laughs> and hence audition well together or not. Yeah, I could go either way really, but mm. I, um I think you'll get the sense of that depending on what you know about the people's prior experiences. Yeah. And there's yeah, we talk about casting for chemistry. Yeah. Uh, chemistry is a big part of, you know, you go through the whole audition process and you're looking for chemistry between two people. And I guess it could have different elements to it. There could be the character chemistry versus the actor chemistry. I mean, there are plenty Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. plenty of situations where two people appear to work well together, mesh well together, believably as characters, but then how they interrelate to other 
how they interrelate to one another as people could be completely different. And, and it's also possible even the other way around where they get along really well off stage. But and they're they not well. believable. Yeah, they're not believable as, Together. as like a couple. Or, yeah, that's or, probably, I, I think that's probably the, the forefront of the chemistry being a romantic kind of a situation, mm-hmm. even though that's not always the case with chemistry. Right. Yeah, so, you know, at the end of the day, when you when there's a whole cast for a show who's just starting out, it's going to probably be a mix of people who are well acquainted with one another mm-hmm. and complete strangers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got new people, like you said, new people coming into audition at the theater that they've never auditioned for before or that they've come and hadn't been cast or just haven't been cast with these people. So there's usually going to be a mix in, in any given cast, unless you're talking about a really small cast. But if you've got, you know, a half a dozen or more, there's usually going to be some people already know each other and already are at the very least acquainted with each other, if not already friends. Right. Or, you know, there may be are people who, you know, they may have seen each other in a show, mm-hmm. uh, are generally familiar with one another, but haven't really worked that closely work. together. Yeah. Or like, yeah. oh, I've seen you on stage before. I know who you are. But yeah. I work with you. That and that might be about all they know of them. Yeah. Which then comes up with the question with, is this going to be kind of awkward for the people who don't know anybody else? And what do you do about that? Yeah. That's well, going to lead into chemistry, which is going to lead into how the performance goes. I think because of theaters trying to be inclusive and to bring fresh talent in, mm-hmm. fresh people in, that, that's inevitable. That just comes with the territory when you handle it that way. I know I always try to do that as a director. I do try to cast new I've people. I've tried to do that too. Yeah, yeah. As we've alluded to before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at, you're going to have this mix no matter pretty much if you take that approach you're going to have this mix how you how do you deal with that how do you try to welcome people who aren't as well known or don't know as many of the other people in the cast because i mean if you're going into a i just remember this from geez going back to high school as Mm -hmm. maybe at times being an outsider anytime you're involved working together with a group of people who all really know each other very well it is a little bit intimidating yeah i mean i I, the most recent audition i went for i think was at a theater where i had seen one show like 15 years ago and i had never auditioned there before i knew nobody there and i'm like this is a show well it was really a role that i'm like i would really like to play this role was this a crucible doesn't matter what it was (laughs) it actually was not Um, okay this was a different situation uh, this was a role. It's more recently, actually. It was a role that I really wanted to play, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it, and we'll see how it goes. And stepping into that audition is just when you don't know anybody there, and you're not going like with a friend or something. It can be a very intimidating thing to do, and and it's very uncomfortable when you don't know anybody there, and you see these people are like, oh hey, how you been, and all of this, and they're all buddy buddy and everything, and you're you're cold. Yeah. So it's always great when I see people particularly if I'm directing and I see people like if, if I'm directing at, at Barley Sheaf pulling up that example again and I see that our people are like, oh, hey, hi, hi, I haven't seen you here before. My name's such and such. Welcome to the theater. Have you auditioned here before? Blah, blah. And they kind of like try to make friends with people who are new there. Or they remember them from the audition, from seeing them at the audition. Sometimes well, yeah. you get this no, I'm, happening I'm, I'm at just, the audition too. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like at the audition yeah, where, they're, yeah. where they're talking. There. I, I'm not I thought talking you meant about, the read through. No, no, I'm not talking about when you're already cast. I'm just talking about at the audition. It's great when I see people that are trying to make newcomers welcome mm-hmm. at the audition and make them feel as much at home as they possibly can. It's not quite so cutthroat. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I felt when I did go to this audition for, you know, at an unfamiliar place where I really just wanted the role, I, I didn't 
I never felt that that comfort. I nobody really talked to me, so I was just kind of off sitting by myself the whole time, yeah. and, and I didn't get cast. So, I think I've had that experience. Yeah, I think everybody gets that experience at some point, but it's so great when I see people welcoming mm-hmm. newcomers. Yeah, well, that's uh, you know that, that, that's an intriguing idea that mm-hmm. you know. Because there kind of is a competition, really, inherently involved in the process. Yeah, so it's kind of hard for, for you to go up and be like, hey, welcome, and I hope you don't get the role. It's like, I mean, <laughs> I, and I've, I'm just like, I'm not generally an outgoing person, so I'm not the kind of person who is going to welcome somebody there, which is why I think I appreciate it so much more when I see somebody stepping out and, yeah, yeah. and putting themselves out there for that. Yeah, and I've been kind of, you know, thinking more you know, from the, the work minded element of it. Okay. Okay. I'm here. If I'm here for an audition. All right. Mm-hmm. I want to go over the scenes. I want to focus on what I'm doing. I'm not yeah. necessarily focusing so much on interacting with other people. Yeah, exactly. And, and so like when I'm at an audition where I already know some people and I know the theater and I'm more comfortable, I'm less likely to even notice that. Whereas if I'm in an unfamiliar situation, that's when it's obvious to me. And that's when I'm really appreciating if somebody <laughs> says hi. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's a little weird too. Like, say if you go to an audition and say you know the director, mm-hmm. you know you're friends with the director. It, I don't know about what you've experienced, but I feel like there's just sort of this distance element to it because of the nature yeah. of the situation. Yeah, you don't want to be like, "Hey, how are you?" You know, like great all to best see you buddies. And... Yeah, you don't want other people to feel awkward, like you have some sort of in with the director or something. Right. Yeah. Or, or just recognizing, okay, this is an event where they're judging you effectively. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one of those things with the whole spouse thing that we've discussed before where I'm not comfortable with my wife auditioning for me and, you know, you've got yeah, your fiancé yeah, to deal with. Right. And, and I mean, like, it's like if you directed something, I've, I've talked about it before about auditioning for you. I know you've auditioned for me in the past, but, like, that was a while ago. I don't even remember when the last time was. Probably Dracula. Dracula, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Where, where I did not cast you, <laughs> which was uncomfortable i mean i'm sure it was uncomfortable for you and it was uncomfortable for me too because i'm like you know i like jim and I'd, I'd love to work with him but i just don't feel that he's best for this role and that's it's something that's difficult but i mean i guess that's okay i'm over it clint i've been over it for years i'm not over it that's the thing i'm not <laughs> you're you're less over it than i am i think so <laughs> and i was the one that was rejected <laughs> are you sure you're over it yes <laughs> i'm playing it up for dramatic effect oh okay sorry I just want to make you feel worse. I didn't think you were that good of an actor. So. Oh, thanks. Oh, <laughs> oh, low blow. So once you get past that audition awkwardness, then, you, then you've got the read through. Yeah. And the read through kind of becomes a de facto icebreaker. Yeah. To the extent that people who are getting together for, for the first time who are strangers who are sitting together reading a script mm-hmm. can get to mingle. Know each other. <laughs> get to know you. Yeah, you usually do the going around the room. Everybody introduces themselves, yeah. gives a little bit of background and all that stuff. Yeah. Hi, I'm Glenn. Uh, I'll be playing the role of uh, podcast host. Uh, number my, two. My yeah, podcast. Wait, no. I thought you were <laughs> podcast host number two. Aha! My, my revenge shows, is fulfilled yeah, at last. You now you've got me. Now you've got me. So, yeah, you kind of like go through and you give your name and the role you're playing, what shows you've done before, what you do in you know real life, that kind real of life. thing. As opposed to this fake charade that we all live in. Yeah. And I've seen different directors do different things to try and kind of uh, foment a uh, cast bonding. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, I guess. But yeah. I, think, I, I think personally, the act of reading the script together kind of brings a lot of that out. Because it can start it, you yeah. start to see some of you know the ideas that the 
uh, people who you may not know mm-hmm. that they're starting to throw out into the character. And right. that kind of tells you maybe more than any of these sort of artificial introductory kind of, hi, my name yeah, is yeah. kind of things. And then and you it start gives you to... a sense of how you're going to be able to work together or right. what to expect. And you start to talk kind of outside of that. And that's really when it kind of comes together, I think. Yeah. Well, extending that into the rehearsal process, I think it's going to vary a lot depending on the situation because sure. the director structuring the rehearsals, when you're at the read through, it's entirely possible that the entire cast isn't going to be together again for two months yeah, until like, well, not necessarily tech week, but uh, sometimes they're n- you're not together until like maybe a month before you open. If maybe not even that far, maybe yeah. two or three weeks even. Because you've got characters that aren't in as many scenes. You might be doing a show that's like a bunch of one acts or vignettes or something. Yeah, like Death Defying Acts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. all of those rehearsals were yeah, those completely were three, independent. Exactly. They were com- three separate one acts. Right. They had nothing to do with each other. So when we rehearsed mm-hmm. them, we were just rehearsing our act. Yeah. We didn't even, you know, I didn't even see any other people from the other acts until relatively close to opening. Yeah, same with me with with all in the timing. You know, I, I've talked about how like, uh, you know, Steve, who we had on a few weeks ago, a month ago, I guess, you know, I met him technically doing that first show, but I didn't actually really meet him until like about a month before we opened because well, he was in a different... Right, and it was the same with Death Defying Acts. He was yeah. the director, the head director of that show, mm-hmm. but I didn't really see him very much until close to opening. Yeah, because we pretty much did those individually. He was and he directing a different act. Yeah. So it's it's just, but even within one show that is just one show with mm-hmm. a, one single plot or story element or set of characters, you still may not really. Yeah, because not everybody has ever seen. Yeah, exactly. You could have, depending on how the show's structured, you could have lots of characters who are in isolated scenes that really don't work together. So it's really the nature of the show how much interaction different actors happen to have. Yeah, I mean, you get some people who are in, like, one short scene, some people who are on stage the whole time. So I feel like you get kind of different bonding between different people. Like, if there's two people who are in most of the show, they might bond better than somebody who only comes in, you know, at the end or something like that. Yeah, or, (laughs) and here's the weird thing, like, it may also depend on how the rehearsals are structured in that Mm -hmm. if people aren't on stage together a lot, but they have to spend a lot of time waiting backstage yeah. to go on. Yeah, that's they may true. bind together, bond together in a completely different way. I found like you know, when I had say out of sight, out of murder, where I was on stage for everything but a few pages, like I don't necessarily feel. It wasn't until the show opened that I felt really bonded to people because we would go out after the shows, and that's when I yeah. got to know them because well, I wasn't off stage to talk. In some of the uh, past shows I've been involved with, we used to didn't really not so much in recent shows, but. You know, maybe if we had a rehearsal, say, on Thursday night, mm-hmm. close to the end of the week, if we, depending on how late we wrap up rehearsal, maybe we go out afterwards somewhere. Yeah, oh, back in the old days. For, like, uh, social things. <laughs> so stuff like that maybe helps the cast bond together, too. Yeah, I, I can remember times early on when I was directing, I, I actually had things where, like, you know what? This rehearsal isn't going well. If you all want to go out, then let's just all go. We'll call the rehearsal now. We'll just all go out. Like I did that <laughs> yeah. a couple of times early on. I haven't done that in a while because it just doesn't work as well for me. Um, yeah, I've kind of fallen away from doing that myself. Yeah, but I mean, maybe it, once it, in a while. It, it, there's something to say for a bonded cast, though. I, I I feel like the shows are better if the cast is bonded well. Yeah, and having that opportunity opportunity to maybe bond outside of rehearsal can be helpful. I, I think that's what it comes down to. I feel like 
rehearsals only allow it's very so structured much yeah i mean you're trying to get something done you're working yeah, towards a goal you're working where you know you're working towards a goal of a good show you're not working towards the goal of bonding as a as a cast as human beings although that's an important thing it is an important part of it and hopefully that comes along for the ride along the way yeah otherwise why are you doing theater <laughs> well i mean maybe it's your job well why within doing, the context why are you of doing the, community theater, exactly <laughs> Yeah, if you're not enjoying it, if you're not, I, I don't know. I mean, then get I, out. There have got to be people who enjoy it just for the creative aspect of it and don't enjoy the bonding with it. Or I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to imply that they don't. <laughs> I don't enjoy people. No, I, it's more I don't. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, th- there's got to people be people out there who are like, I enjoy acting. I enjoy the process the of finding the character, the craft. Yeah, and they're not. You know, just the bonding with the cast is like, all right, you know, whatever. If it happens, that's great. Right, I'm not yeah. I, I'm not in here to make friends. I already have friends. But a lot of people are, especially people kind of that are new to this or younger, mm-hmm, maybe coming mm-hmm. into this. Is, there is also the social aspect of doing it. Absolutely. That's and I mean, I, I think that's still a factor for me. I still like making these new friendships and making these new connections. Maybe it isn't as important to me, but I feel like well, I feel the it's thing. important there's, for the show. There's sort of the transitory nature of it, too. Yeah. In that when the show wraps up, unfortunately, people move on to the next thing to some degree sometimes. Yeah, so so it can be Or maybe I'm just a lousy person and I (laughs) don't make as much of an effort as I should to stay in touch with people that I've met and worked with on a production. Well, those also aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. You can be a lousy person and And still make those connections. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's that. (laughs) It's difficult when you're moving from production to production I think in those early years that we had, we kind of moved from production to production, but a lot of other people our age were also doing the same thing. So we're kind of bonding with the people that we moved from production to production. The pool, as it were. Yeah, and that pool has changed. The generation, as it were, Yeah, (laughs) of community theater actors. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it does sometimes seem to be a generational thing where... We're, yeah, we've alluded to that before, that yeah, there yeah. aren't as many people maybe our age who are mm-hmm. act as actively involved with it as there are younger people and people who are maybe getting into it after having been away from it for a while or have yeah. or who thought is something I've always wanted to do and I'm finally getting around. I now have the time to maybe explore that. Mm-hmm. I think with the younger group in particular and probably with the older group as well, that the social element is part of it. So yeah. having the chemistry... Being able to get along with the other people that you're working with is pretty huge. I, I guess it is huge. If, if these are the people that you're going to end up socializing with, you want to get along with them. It doesn't, unfortunately, always work that way. And no. it's impossible to have the foresight to know that that, that it won't work out unless, mm-hmm. you know, unless you find later that there were was a red flag that you dismissed, you as a director, say, dismissed or... You know, maybe if you had asked somebody about so and so that you hadn't worked right. with as much before, they might have said, eh, yeah. <laughs> "So, so when you don't know if I would, if you have other options, maybe yeah. cast somebody else." So, when you've directed, have you given thought as to, okay, how is this cast going to gel as a cohesive whole? How are these people going to get along? Have you have you given that consideration? Maybe I, maybe I haven't always consider that top priority yeah i don't think i have either i I think when i've cast i've been like okay these are the best people for the role yeah exactly if you're looking at that chemistry you're looking at actor chemistry you're not looking at 
or, you know, excuse me, you're looking at character chemistry, not at actor chemistry. Yeah, because you don't know. They don't know. They might not know each other. Because yeah, and it's a hard thing to together, determine so. ahead of time. You can try it's a crap to, shoot. <laughs> yeah, and you can kind of try to craft it to a certain extent, uh, but I, I don't know how much power you have over that as a director. It's just people getting along. It's not only that. It's also things coming up in people's lives over the course of the sure. uh, production. So, for instance, I won't name names or anything like that, but I know... From previous shows I've directed, there were, you know, uh, situations where over the time for prepare for, to prepare to do the show and put it on, mm-hmm. people had other things going on in their lives and some drama in other areas unrelated to the, the theater or the show in particular, but it kind of affected their performance level yeah, or their ability to get off book or... And did that affect how they bonded? Did that affect the cast chemistry? It did, because there's a little bit more to that. And that was, this is sort of a tangent, but Mm -hmm. there's sort of a, something you have to be careful about, I guess, when you cast people who are, say, a couple already. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) So any existing inner dynamic that you're working with, that can, you have to really be careful about how I I think how you work with that, because... You know, you don't know how stable things are or how volatile they are. Are you kind of are, are you thinking kind of dating couple or are you thinking married couples? Probably more the former. Yeah, I would say you kind of at least assume there's a certain amount of stability if they've already. Well, been not always. I mean, it doesn't always work <laughs> out that way. And I've seen, you know, marriages have been, I don't want to say destroyed, but they've certainly been affected by community theater dynamics and. Well, geez, that could be its own episode. <laughs> it really could be, and I'm almost regretting bringing that up because, I mean, it, it's so it's a delicate situation, and I don't know how many of our listeners have been affected by that, but, I mean, it, it, it can it can destroy marriages. Wow. It can make marriages, and it can break marriages, wow. I think. Because these are people, you know, this is something that people spend a lot of time doing and put a lot of concentration in and spend a lot of time with these people. So if you're spending time with somebody other than your spouse, you better make sure that you trust your spouse and your spouse trusts you because this is something that, I don't know, it's a large part of your life. I've talked to my wife about it. You know, we've traded off. We both uh, do theater. You do theater with your with your fin- fiancé. My finances? Yes, with your financier fiancé. <laughs> <My> fi- <laughs> um, and, and, and separately as well. So... There's got to be a great amount of trust there, and there has yeah, to be an understanding. Yeah, we touched upon that. Yeah, I think and you've got to know that you're right with the right person. I certainly know that with my wife, but it's interesting. I've seen people who were together who are both theater people, and then it kind of falls apart. And I don't know that it's always necessarily uh, because of doing the play together, mm-hmm. perhaps. It could have been something that was inevitable anyway because of life happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that because of the length of time associated with putting on a production and rehearsing mm-hmm. a production— that has the likelihood of, you know, if there's a blow up that happens. Yeah. But you're I mean, talking what about if a period of three or four months, maybe, where you have to avoid a blow up happening in a way. But what if it's doing shows separately? I mean, that can also cause a rift. It can. Yeah. Because of so much time invested in rehearsing for the show that you don't get enough time spent together. Yeah. But I mean, it could also be, oh, something develops outside of the marriage. With somebody that you're working with. Uh, The the cast chemistry could be a little too intense. Too potent. Yeah. I mean, it's really, uh, this is such a 
a road to go down. And I mean, like we're, we're kind of going down this and we didn't, who, who we didn't knew note that, this note, this who knew that, uh, kept, who knew the community theater would become such a potent social Petri dish. It really can be. I mean, I, I, uh, it's scary. And I mean, you know, we, we've talked before, actually we haven't talked before. I think there've been outtakes that didn't get in where I've talked about, you know, I dated women in community theater and, Nothing stuck. Uh, my wife, I did not meet in theater. She happens to do theater. Uh, it might have been one of the reasons that we hit it off. But uh, did she do theater before you started dating? Yeah, she did theater okay. in college and stuff like that. So this uh, wasn't like an interest of yours that you shared with her that kind of pulled her into it. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't necessarily pull her into theater. I might have pulled her into community theater. Okay. Uh, but she did theater in high school and and, and things like that. So, Got it. So she was involved. The seed was already planted, yes, as it yes. were, in terms of the interest in theater. Correct. Um, but there were women that I dated that I had met doing shows where relationships continued for a couple of shows after that and blew up. And, you know, there was one woman that I dated for a year that I met doing theater. And some of these relationships have kind of moved on to friendships, which has been great. Some of them have fallen apart. Some of them that started off dating got really kind of ugly subsequently <laughs> and i don't want to get into details and, yeah. and name names or anything i think like i know that, what you're but talking about but yeah we can avoid it, the details it's just it's it's intense well, and I, I think part of it is just that theater people are intense he, he, i i i've long held the belief that people who are interested in theater generally speaking there's a proclivity to attract a certain sense of drama in your life. Yeah. For better or worse. I guess there is. And I always thought that I was above that, I guess. But clearly I'm not. It doesn't always work out that way. I mean, no. there are certainly plenty of people who are level-headed and even-keeled who, mm-hmm. you know, involved in theater who can handle that. But I think there are certainly some who don't qualify in that category who thrive to some extent on drama drama, to the extent that it can be a little bit self-destructive yeah and i think i am proud of the fact that overall any of the relationships that i've held within theater you know which have ended none of them is still like there's no anger there's no ill feelings between me and and anybody that i had a relationship with some of them have kind of petered out to the point where i'm like i just don't see them and don't interact and that's fine but if i came across them we wouldn't be like oh god like need to get away and some of them have have blossomed into lovely friendships (laughs) lovely Uh, lovely (laughs) but yeah there were times they were awkward i think uh i look at it this way as far as it's like dating people you work with yeah to some similar. degree because even though this is all volunteer theater we're talking about you put a lot of commitment into it that is on the same level of doing a job so mm-hmm. when you're working that closely with other people for an extended period of time there's that same element i think absolutely as if you're you know potentially dating co-workers and you can go into it with a relationship that forms over the course of a particular production or you could have the opposite situation where you have people who are involved already before a production mm-hmm. and complications ensue over the course of the production and make things a little bit more complicated and dramatic. Yeah, you can have relationships form or relationships fall apart. Right, like the, uh, I think I alluded to it before, but a play I was involved with where the producer and the director were engaged and then that whole thing fell apart mm. before the show opened and... It was kind of a really big mess. Yeah, I would think that would be awkward. That's funny. We, we've really gone down this road of re- romantic uh, chemistry, and that's was not really our intent. It's well, really just chemistry in I, I general. I think it kind of goes along with the territory. Yeah, but, I guess that's all part of it. Um, 
But I think we have quite a bit more to talk about on this topic. Absolutely. And we'll plan to continue to do, to do that next week. Yes. And if you have any uh, thoughts on this, we probably won't hear them. Probably. We definitely won't hear them until after this is long recorded, but you can certainly email them to us at podcast at backstage.link. So be that as may, we'll be coming back to this next week. Mm-hmm. More on cast dynamics and chemistry. Uh, until then, I am Glenn. And I'm Jim. And we'll see you backstage. Your friends no really please i am not timing my bathroom visits very well this time oh my god i just i'm sorry it's just that because it's just that <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right this is 2019 yes it is uh wait wait give me a moment to think and then we'll sign off again okay i'll be over here drinking okay okay so until next week i'm glenn <laughs> He's swallowing. Ready? Go ahead.